0: Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self Made is a Myth Make a Difference Together show, where we are talking with successful business owners to hear their story of building their business. And because we know that success in business doesn't happen alone, we're taking some time to recognize the folks who have helped us along the way. I am excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us today. My guest can adapt to anyone he meets and make them feel comfortable in the conversation. In his downtime, he enjoys working in his yard and hanging out with friends, and he's most proud of his three children. It's my pleasure to welcome Dave to the show today. Hello, Dave. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's start with uh, having you introduce yourself to the audience and tell us a bit of your personal story, like where you were born, where you live, about your family and your hobbies. Sure. Uh, Born in Muncie, Indiana,
1: Um, my parents divorced at an early age uh, and about uh, seven years of age. My mom moved me and my two siblings to out to Oklahoma. So I grew up in Oklahoma um, and then um, went to high school in Oklahoma, went my first year to Tulsa University and then transferred to Ball State my sophomore year, finished uh, Ball State. University with a business administration degree, uh, moved to Cincinnati. Started uh, in retail for several years. Got married along that way. Uh, moved back to Muncie in 1997 to work for my father. Uh, been married almost 30 years and have uh, have three children.
0: So, yeah. very cool. Um, congratulations, 30 years. That's awesome. Thank so, you. Um, you have uh, three kids. How old are they?
1: Yeah. Youngest is 20. He's a sophomore at Ball State. And then uh, he's uh, as my son. I have two daughters. They're 23 and 27 years of age. So.
0: Wonderful. And what's your wife's name? Julie. Fantastic. So is there a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us today?
1: Well, they're all pretty embarrassing. There's a lot of... <laughs>
0: Perfect.
1: I would, want, I would want to share and it was hard to come up with one, but I My wife reminded me of one Uh, when I was probably nine or ten. I was out in the woods, way out in the woods, with my older brother. He was probably thirteen at the time, and we were messing around. And I had to had to go to the restroom. He said, "Well, go behind that tree over there." So I went around behind the tree, and then I didn't have anything to to use. And so uh, (laughs) I asked him to help me find something, and he brought me some leaves and. Uh, I use those leaves. Well, unbeknownst to me, um, I broke out from one end to the other in poison ivy. So pretty sure he pretty sure he knew what (laughs) he looked like. He was a Boy Scout. So he he was pretty mean like
0: that. Awesome. Ouch. (laughs) Dave, tell us. Tell us, how did the uh, business come about and at what point did you have the confidence that you could run a business?
1: Yeah, um, my father uh, been in the business for 50 years, funeral director for 50 years, uh, all at Meeks Mortuary here. Um, He always wanted me to come back and work for him in the business, but I was busy doing my own thing in retail and uh, he would call her once in a while and say, "You know, you can come back and work for me. You can do this and and do this and uh, make a good living." And I was busy doing my own thing, and uh, I never really thought about it. So um, I didn't grow up in the shadows of the funeral home, uh, living in Oklahoma, and then and then and being in retail for years. So um, things have changed in retail. Um, my wife's father got sick suddenly and died. We were in actually Joplin, Missouri, at the time. I was running a, a retail yeah. uh, store there, and uh, so things had changed with that company. They they kind of changed their their situation, and so I called my father one time and and said, uh, you know, what do you what do you have in store for me? What you know, let's talk. And so we started that uh, serious talking process and. Um, so we kind of came to an agreement and so I took a pay cut and, uh, moved back to to Muncie to, to work for my dad. So, um, he was, I knew going into it, he was going to be demanding and and (laughs) difficult to work for and, and hard on me especially. And so I knew there was no favoritism. Uh, uh, so I started at the bottom like everybody else. So, um, so I spent uh, 25 years now in this industry, and so um, that confidence uh, to to run this business. My father retired in 2015, so I really had the, um, you know, I really kind of had to sink or swim at that point. But after 25 <laughs> years in the in the business, I, I pretty much knew every aspect of, of sure. the, the funeral industry. So I was pretty confident. I mean, I was a little apprehensive, but I knew I could rely on him and. And uh, and and still, still, uh, you know, get his advice on things, but uh, but uh, took a little while to gain some confidence. So here we are, eight years after he's retired. So
0: fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about the company. Um, that I you just mentioned the name, but say that again for viewers. And and what do you guys do? How do you help people?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, it's the Meeks Mortuary and Crematory. Uh, we were started in eighteen forty four. So, um, just as a side note, <clears throat> that's the year Pabst Blue Ribbon beer was created, 1844. Oh. <laughs> so, I think 42 years older than Coca-Cola. There's lots of history, um, you know, uh, notes there. But um, so, um, started as a the Meeks family started as a uh, cabinet making and uh, uh, cabinet making and furniture business, and and then the need came about for coffin making. And so they got into coffin making and undertaking uh, was the term back in the day. And so, uh, so 179 years later, I think we're the second oldest funeral home in the state of Indiana. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we serve several hundred families a year. We're fortunate to do the business that we do. Uh, and we're still owned by the Meeks family and, and myself. So.
0: Very cool. Great, great story. Wow. That's awesome that it's uh I I love hearing when uh, family-owned companies uh, continue to be uh, privately owned. So that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, Dave, share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it, even though maybe you didn't think you could and the the impact that person had on you.
1: Yeah. uh, So back when I was about uh, 40 years of age, my stepmother – came to me and she said you know your father's not comfortable with leaving you this business I wasn't a licensed funeral director at that time she said you really need to get your funeral director's license so you know everything about the business and nobody can you know tell you what to do and they can't hold that over you Uh, at the time I was had been here several years and and was the business manager and been working 50 hours a week with a full-time family and um, so she really really pushed me to go back to school. So at age 41, I started back into, uh, went back to school part time and then had to go into the mortuary science program full-time. So for 20 months, I balanced, uh, full-time school and full-time work with a family and all those things. So, um, I would come in here, um, early in the morning before I would go to class. And then I'd have to serve an internship or a clinical. I had a clinical site at another funeral home. They wouldn't let me serve it in, mm. in the Meeks, Meeks Mortuary here, which was a good experience. So I had to do that uh, 10, 12 hours a week. And then I had to come back to work with visitations at night and be on call. And so I had to keep all those duties up because I was in charge of accounts payable and accounts receivable and Reconciling the books every every month and those kinds of things. So I still had all those duties, and and then and then the school requirements and things. So finally got through that and uh, passed the national board exam, which is similar to the the you know the uh, the bar exam probably for attorneys, uh, and then served the uh, or completed my uh, state requirements for my degree uh, and finally got licensed. So uh, most people go right out of high school and then go into the mortuary science program and earn right. their funeral directors and embalmer's license. So my story is a little bit, a <laughs> little bit back, backward that way. So.
0: Fantastic. Uh, you know, so. Well, great, great for you for uh, juggling all that and, and making it work. Thank you. Yeah, thank Dave, you. what's your biggest learning as a business owner? Uh, <clears throat> there's a few of them, maybe.
1: Um, I would say uh, I treat, treat everybody like you, you would want to be treated. I know it's an older adage, but it it rings true for me and for, for the funeral business. So, um, um, that's, that's definitely one of the the biggest uh, learnings that I've had. Um, also, um, I think you got to work harder than your competitor, which I, which I'm pretty sure that I do. And, um, you've got to invest the time and energy in your business. I mean, I, I, Don't have many hobbies and and other interests and things. It's just uh, this is my career and it it consumes me. And our business is, you know, 24 seven, as you can imagine. So we're always, you know, I'm always available, always on standby, always on call. So, uh, you know, you've really got to invest the time and energy in your company. And then uh, with that, I think you get you get out of it what you you know what you put into it. So
0: I like what you said about treat others the way they like to be treated. I mean, your industry's got to be uh, your clients ha- are under a tremendous amount of stress and and anxiety, and it's, it's certainly not a uh, a happy time for them. So um, so yeah, you you probably see a ton of emotions that you've got to be able to handle exactly. So, um yeah,
1: so i I call it you have to kind of be kind of like a chameleon. so we we come in contact with so many different characteristics and personalities, you know, and then also the family dynamics, you know, the, uh, the, the different way, uh, the families are made up and the issues that are going on. And, um, uh, you know, so you kind of have to adapt to every family and, and kind of meet them where they are and, and, and see them eye to eye, if you can, and be empathetic and sympathetic and those kinds of things. So, um, yeah, it, it can be pretty difficult, uh, but, uh. Um, it's, it gets pretty tough to do.
0: Mm, Yeah. Dave, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. So share with us one of your biggest challenges during the years um, as an owner and, and maybe a fellow business owner that came alongside you and helped you get through that.
1: Yeah. um, Biggest challenge. I would say our, our ongoing um, biggest challenge really is, is profitability and and budgeting. Mm. So because of our, because of our business and our industry that's so uh sporadic and uh it's hard to gauge you know it's so up and down uh you know with the with the death rate it's really hard to uh to budget for those things and uh and to stay uh profitable and and by that meaning um you know people don't like to hear that we're for-profit business you know uh, (laughs) that people can't believe what things cost and they're appalled that you know you you have to ask for payment and those kinds of things but it is a it, it is a business in the you know in every sense of the word so um also um with that uh we have uh you know we're constantly faced with uh with discount cremation firms and and people trying to undercut your price and those kinds of things. So, and then when you mix in with that, um, people that are choosing cremation, you know, basic cremation, they're kind of going away from traditional burial. So cremation rate creeps up every year. So if you look at the profitability between a traditional burial call and a cremation you know, a cremation call, uh, there's a huge gap in that, that profit margin. So that's a constant ongoing challenge. So, so I have, uh, you know, a, a special study group in place that uh, kind of helps me. Uh, Meeks as a member of a, uh, an association that's for uh, independently family-owned funeral homes. We've been a member for 80 years. It's by invitation only. Uh, and so it, within that association, I'm a member of a special study group so uh, we really get uh, into confidential financial information and we can bounce ideas and, and problems and issues off of each other. So, so that's a constant communication with that group. And then obviously we have some consultants in our business like most businesses do. Uh, so we have a, a consultant on retainer that can help with certain things. And then of course the accountants that help with some payroll and taxing and things, taxes and things like that. So yeah. 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 fantastic.
0: Uh, if I, um, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit. If I asked you to pick three people in your business owner journey that you're most grateful for them being there, uh, to help contribute to your business growth, who are those three people and how they help you?
1: Yeah. Other than, uh, other than the associates within the business, uh, you know, obviously my father, um, uh, you know, spent 50 years, uh, here at Meeks 50 years in the business. So obviously he's got a wealth of, uh, Experience and he's uh, he's uh, built this tradition and, and continued this tradition and history of the of the mortuary and built he, he devoted a lot of time and energy as well uh, and it's and it's you can see um, that that paying off and that's paid dividends really to me uh, trying to establish myself these last twenty five years so and then of course this uh, special study group that I'm in again we share uh, confident inf- information. Uh, so they they always help me and there's a gentleman within that group that is a huge budget guy so um, you know he he's a numbers guy and so he uh, he's really sharp so I I confide in him quite quite a bit I have for for several years and then obviously obviously my wife um, you know this is a tough business to to be in that's just to be a licensed director in, but then on the family side of things you know I would hate to look at the uh, divorce rate of, funeral directors versus the national average, but uh, it can be very tough on the spouse and has been on my wife. You know, she, she understands it, but it still gets frustrating when, you know, we're at a, one of our children's birthday parties and, you know, my, my phone rings and I have to get up and throw on a suit and, and run out the door. So nothing new. That's just, that's part of the business. That's the nature of the business. And Um, so she's used to it, but it still gets frustrating for her, you know, don't they, don't they know you're on vacation? I said, well, that, it doesn't, doesn't work that way. (laughs) You know, God, God love her for putting up with me. So I I know it's (laughs) it's frustrating for her. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the future a little bit here. So as you think about the next three to five years, what are the biggest challenges that you see that you're going to face um, in uh, achieving the goals that you've set for the business and who are the types of people that you'll need to help you solve those challenges? Yeah, good,
1: good question. Um, I think uh, the biggest challenge for us is as to finding uh, licensed funeral directors and embalmers. Um, you know, <clears throat> it's a, it's in the state of Indiana, it's a dual license, so you can direct or embalm uh, and then uh, each individual has their preference, so there are some directors that are uh, licensed folks that are really good at uh, coordinating arrangements and orchestrating and directing and those kinds of things, running services, and then there are some that are, are really specific with the embalming. They they don't want to do anything, but embalm, they don't want to meet with families so much and things like that. And then there are a few that are well-rounded that that work both sides of their license, and things like that. So licensed general directors in general are difficult to find Um, the good ones are staying put, uh, especially since COVID, it seems like, Uh, you know, they're not bouncing around that much anymore. And people, um, owners and managers are, are, are figuring out that they they their good ones are real hard to find, so they're trying to take care of those with uh, with compensation and benefit packages and bonuses and all those kinds of things. So it's hard to kind of steal somebody from 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 another funeral home. So and in the Morseware science programs, they're just not uh, the 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 student the populations of the students coming into the programs. Uh, those numbers are down, so mm-hmm. you know it's difficult to find somebody who want to you know work weekends. And holidays and get up in the middle of the night (laughs) (laughs) uh, seven days a week you know that kind of thing people just uh you know don't want to work that hard anymore it seems like so it's a it's a it's a traditional industry and it's very difficult to find licensed people for that so yeah um and then uh secondly uh um controlling expenses and, and again, like I mentioned, profitability is getting mm. more and more difficult, you know, mm. to, 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 make a, to make a, a profit. So, yeah. uh, and there was a second part of that, what type of people yeah. that you wanted to have. So um, <clears throat> same people, I think I've answered, you know, you've, you've got to um, surround yourself with, with, uh, with good people and, um, and, and have those, uh, have those support systems in place, you know, so,
0: Awesome. Hey, um, Jim Rohn, uh, great author uh, and and business guru says, uh, one of his quotes is that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So Dave, as you think about that quote, what advice would you have for business owners who are trying to do it on their own? For folks who think that um, that they don't need uh, others' help or to ask other people for help, what, what would you say to those folks?
1: Yeah, I think you're only... Uh um you're only good, good as the people that uh that you surround yourself with um you know uh don't don't try to 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 reinvent the wheel it's probably already been done so there's systems and models out there i think that you can you can mimic or you know morph into your own your own system to help you but um you know <clears throat> obviously it's the it's the people that you surround yourself with and so you know i can't go on every call and I can't meet with every family I can't do every embalming so you've got to have uh, staff in place to do that and you've got to trust those that uh, trust that staff um, yeah. you know so I don't know if that answers your question enough yeah or not.
0: absolutely no I appreciate it so Dave sounds like you've been blessed with some incredible people uh, as part of your your journey who have been there to help you if they were all here on the show today what would you want to say to them
1: yeah um they and i i try to um, i try to tell my staff on a daily basis um, I try to go out of my way i i thank them um, I thank them every day that they they leave and, and I try to greet them in the morning uh, and, and I try to tell them uh constantly uh, how much I appreciate. I appreciate them. And, and, and so they, they, uh, they know that I think, and um, I try to um, go out of my way to, to uh, do something. If they've kind of gone above and beyond and, 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 you know, uh, exuded extraordinary, um, you know, extra, extraordinary service Mm -hmm. and things I try to uh, I try to compensate them a little bit with, uh, you know, a gift card or a bonus or something. So, Um, I, I, try to, I try to not take, take that for granted. Right. Uh, again, I'm only as successful as, as my staff. And, um, so, um, and they can, they can make or break you, you yeah. know, yeah. right. Especially, uh, a sensitive business like ours, right. uh, that we're working in. So, yeah, I, I try to make it a practice to, to thank them on a, on a daily basis. And then that they know I'm accessible, uh, twenty four seven. You know, I tell them the last thing I say every every day leaving is, you know, call me, call me if you if you need help. Mm. So, yeah,
0: I, I love your your uh, philosophy on taking care of your people and and you know treating them well and and making sure that they know that you appreciate them because at the end of the day, you know that's that's a core human need, right? Is to be appreciated and and uh, know that that uh, others are are thankful for the contributions that we're making. So I, I applaud you yeah. for taking that extra time to, to make sure your staff knows that. Thank, Thank congratulations you. Congratulations for doing that. Thank you so much. Um, Dave, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Tim. Appreciate it. To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the self made Is a myth show with your host coach, Tim Campbell. Be sure to help move us, move, spread this movement by liking, uh, this video and, uh, sharing it on your social media and to join our movement, go to be All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward and I'll see you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye.